This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Kip Adams of Dogs247, joined by my esteemed colleague, Rusty Mansell, also from Dogs247. And... Georgia remains undefeated, moves to, uh, you know, an impressive, impressive 8-0 on the season with a 34-7 win over Florida and Jacksonville. You know, I got to start off with just pointing out, obviously, at quarterback, Stetson Bennett gets a start, plays the whole game. I know that if you're, uh, you know, on Dan Mullen's side, he got that moral victory again by that last Malik Davis run, putting uh, Florida at... 355 yards of offense to 354 those three yards put them over there but rusty you know right off the bat what are your thoughts on this win and and what georgia was able to do obviously a big performance by the defense oh man just a quick you're talking about you're talking about explosive plays they were explosive right before the half it's what two minutes and 11 seconds to go it's three to nothing and then next thing you know you blink your eye you refill your cup and it's 24 to nothing and it happened in a hurry and that's you know um, you would, I would think in Florida would be able to find a play here or there. They were down there a couple of times, just couldn't do anything. But in the end of the day, you start a, you know, a, Anthony Richardson's first start ever against this defense. Uh, sooner or later, he was going to cough one up and he coughed a couple up. But I think really the momentum play that changed the entire game uh, early on was the strip by Nolan Smith um, because Florida got Florida backed up second and nine from the one they're pushing to get a first down pretty close to a first down to get them some running room and maybe, you know, a little bit of momentum is three to nothing there. And, and uh, that strip by George, they score on the next play, just a huge play by Nolan Smith. Um, just a, a dominating performance by this defense offense made enough, made enough plays uh, to, to finish this thing off. And Georgia goes to Jacksonville. Kirby smart moves to four and one against Dan Mullen and Georgia has one kept 12 games in a row. Yeah, obviously a big win for Georgia, and everyone's putting on their Mississippi State hats now, rooting for the Bulldogs. You know, if if Mississippi State wins against Kentucky, obviously Georgia officially clinches the East and is headed to Atlanta again. I, I got to agree. I mean, the defense really, really stood tall, you know, came close to keeping them uh, from a, a shutout in this game, and Nolan Smith came up with multiple big plays, obviously that big one right there, uh, it, you know, near the goal line, but a big game from the Kobe Dean. I mean, uh, you know, just one of those that he's going to have on his highlight reel when it comes down to award season, all American season, not just the pick six, but obviously that one's going to be the highlight, but just, 
you know, him getting him, you know, getting them ready and, and, and preparing for the wheel route multiple times and keeping them out of the end zone, just multiple big time plays by him. And, and overall, I mean, the defense once again showed that, that they could really, really stand tall when they need to. We kind of said going into this game that turnovers would probably be what separates them. Interestingly enough, both teams turned the ball over three times. Both lost a fumble. Both had two two interceptions. Just Georgia capitalized and, and got points out of those turnovers. Obviously, that's kind of the difference in this game. And you know, uh, offensively for Georgia, we didn't really get all of our questions answered as far as the quarterback position, but we did kind of get some things answered as far I mean, as. I mean, did we not? Uh, to me, Stetson Bennett played the whole game. Like, uh, I think that we got we we said who was playing in the fourth quarter would kind of tell yeah. us a lot, yeah. but now we still have more questions. As were, mm. is I mean, do we know JT Daniels is completely healthy? That's still it adds more questions to the situation. But right now, we know who Georgia's starting quarterback is until no further question. notice. It's definitely yeah. Stetson Bennett. Mm. If you have a completely healthy JT Daniels on the sideline and you're keeping Stetson Bennett in at this point. That kind of tells you how Kirby Smart feels about where things are, the position. But now you kind of go back to practice and then look at film and and see, you know, if that's still the situation, you know, moving forward. Stetson, I mean, made some big plays with his legs. I think Florida's defensive line definitely created some pressure early on. And there were some plays where, you know, if you don't have Stetson's ability to extend the play, the, you're probably not continuing the drive. He got multiple first downs and also got guys found guys open, you know, by by scrambling as well. But he still he definitely had two throws he'd love to to have back. It's kind of the same the same throw both times. You, you know, at least it was you know down the field far enough to where it was basically a punt. But it, you know, it definitely wasn't a situation where he really needed to to do that either time. You know, his vision as far as seeing guys outside can improve in that area as well. I think the the one positive on offense from this is you, you know who that alpha is at running back right now, and it's it's definitely Zamir White. I mean, he let it be known that. He continues to get stronger every day, and I think it was every week. And I think that was uh, Georgia's first 100-yard rusher of the year. Uh, I think Zamir had 105 on 14 carries. So not all negatives offensively. It's funny, this game, you have a 34-7 win where where Georgia more than covers and and comes away with with a big-time win, and it kind of answers all the questions there. But people are still thinking about, you know, the offense and where it could be, I think. You look at Kiaris Jackson, him coming back and making multiple big-time catches as well, him and Zamir White. You know you got some playmakers here, so there are some positives and there's some still some things to work on, and I think that's kind of the way Kirby likes it because now he can go back and tell his team you're not where you could be yet, and they still have yet to hit the ceiling of their potential. But, you know, Rusty, what do you think offensively as far as overall the performance today? I mean, wide receivers, running backs, offensive line, and quarterback. I mean, what are your overall reactions to what you saw? You know, I think they got better today. I really the interior line, Warren Erickson and, and Cedric Van Pran and those guys played really good. I thought, I thought this was like, truthfully, this is to me, this is the third game that Warren Erickson has really played pretty good, and that's enabling Georgia to keep Jamari Sawyer out on left tackle. That looks like the way they're going to go. That's the five guys in there now. 
uh, probably work uh, Broderick Jones in a little bit here and there. But right now they're going with Jamari Salyer at left tackle, and he was fantastic today against Brenton Cox and some of those other guys. Um, you look at some of the plays Stetson makes, you know, that that's what he brings to the table, his legs. I mean, they, they had an unblocked – Brenton Cox was unblocked on a blitz and he still burned him for 20, what, 28 yards. So that's where Stetson Bennett can really, really stress you as a defense. Had a negative play, running back goes the wrong way, turns it into eight yards. So, you know, there's the positive. You know, those throws, you want to get those things back. Um, the second throw didn't bother me as much as the first interception. He just threw that up for grabs. I mean, there's two guys right there. I don't really know what he saw there, but that was thrown up for grabs. Uh, I thought he had some really good balls today. I thought he made some plays outside the pocket. You know, it, it. You know, it's not my decision, but I did say all week we would know where Georgia is with this thing, and we, we don't know what Kirby Smart is saying in his press conference right now, but I guarantee you somebody's asking him if JT Daniels is completely healthy. Everything we heard, uh, he was completely healthy and ready to go this week. So, uh, yeah, we, we saw practice on Monday. Our Jake Rowe did. He, was, he looked good throwing the ball. So, I said this from the entire week, whatever anybody predicted, whatever you guess, we would know at the end of the week what they're thinking. And right now it's all Stetson Bennett. So uh, I think I cleaned some things up. He did some fantastic things that really stressed you as a defense. I thought the running game got better as it went on. Brock Bauer steps up. You know, I really want to see when more pieces of the puzzle get in there. You know, when Jermaine Burton gets involved, Arian Smith gets involved. Um, I thought, uh, I thought Brock Bowers got some touches. Darnell Washington got a couple of touches right there. So, really, this offense, when you look at it as a whole, has got so much more it can do when they get the bodies back. But I think when you look today, what you're going to look on tape is the run game got better as the game went on. Uh, physicality has started wearing Florida down and uh, really chewing the clock, those types of things in the second half of the 24 nothing league. And Georgia comes away in Jacksonville with a 34-7 to win. And, man, they're they're – this team is clearly right now going to be number one in every every ranking that comes out this week. Yeah, interesting. I mean, we talk obviously we, we talk a lot about the quarterback position. Uh, it did not work out too well for for Dan Mullen as far as his quarterback decisions. Anthony Richardson in there, like I said, he's he's a great athlete. Uh, you know, very talented, but some throws he'd love to have back as well, and that kind of played well into into Georgia's hands, but. You know the the quarterbacks weren't really able to to get too much going in, in the run game, and that that was the the one aspect of this game we kind of wanted to see what they're able to do. But seventeen runs for forty eight yards, obviously, you know, uh, Emory was able to get on that that touchdown, but just not any big explosive plays from those guys, and that really played right in the Georgia's hands, and kind of shows you that uh, you know there aren't a lot of blueprints for success against against this defense and just going right back to Georgia at, at the quarterback position you also got to think that maybe the matchup uh, really benefited I mean it, Kirby talked about he's going to play quarterbacks to matchups and I think like you said having the ability to to run with stats and his legs against the Florida's front front seven their front four I think that really really was the aspect they needed there and with JT, you know, he's not the mo most mobile guy. And coming off of an injury, you don't want him in there in a pocket and not being able to move around. I think that was one aspect of the offensive line. They got better later on. But, you know, him sitting there in the pocket, it may not have been, you know, a great matchup against this defense. So I think you know, maybe, maybe even if JT's healthy out there, maybe that was not the, you know, the the, the – 
game plan that Kirby Smart was really looking at, maybe looking ahead to, you know, Missouri, uh, maybe Charleston Southern as far as just better matchups to get him back on the field. But, you know, again, I think the 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 biggest positive is seeing what Kiaris Jackson was able to do, like I said. Him getting back on the field, not not just uh, catching, you know, the big passes, but also more and more confident in the return game. You know, had a 31-yard return there as well. I, I think when you have a healthy Karras out there, it just it just helps your offense extremely well. And he's the kind of the kind of guy that can kind of uh, you know that they can they can break off of routes and, and you know go impromptu a little bit more and create for himself. So you know, kudos to that. And obviously for Georgia, they will now prepare for uh, Missouri, and I think that's going to be another intriguing matchup. We're obviously going to be discussing the quarterback position a lot over the next couple of days. I'm sure that Jake is in there. Uh, hammering away and making sure to get as much info as he can from Kirby. We all know that that's the one aspect Kirby loves talking about in this press presser. So I'm sure that's an enjoyable experience for the whole Georgia beat. But, you know, for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Kip Adams. He's Rusty Mansell. You guys take it easy and go Braves. hero arrives i am ready is there anyone stronger no tougher no funnier i do not make jokes i make warriors knuckles now streaming only on paramount plus yes it only takes two minutes of sheer horror a new paramount plus original docuseries we were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women a cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight he's suffocating people with a pillows leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+.